Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. And today, we are going to be doing the movie review... Ugh, fuck, I can't speak. Sorry, Jesus, it's like early in the morning. I've yet to put coffee in my system. I have it, just haven't got it in my system. We're doing a movie review on Shazam. Jeez, on that was longer than needed. So, um, the, over the weekend, um, I went to the movies, well, on my first date ever, but also with a few friends, um, to watch Shazam. And let me tell you, this movie was fucking awesome. Um, I'm not a huge DC fan, but my date and uh, one of my other friends are big DC fans, uh, mainly Batman fans, but DC fans. And it was the only DC movie that, uh, for about a while, I would say, back when the first trailer dropped, uh, was it in December? Maybe it wasn't, um, I'd have to look at that, but back when the first trailer dropped for this film, I was, like, really excited to see it, um, Shazam looked uh, amazing. It was like one of these DC movies that I think, you know, would have surprised people like Aquaman. I still have yet to see that, but I heard it's an amazing movie. Uh, Wonder Woman, you know, like this movie, um, it definitely fits along the lines of those other movies, uh, those really good DC movies. However, it's it's a lot more lighthearted. It's more of a kid's film than an adult film, um, it's not dark, it's actually really funny, um, there are some jokes that don't land, but overall, the movies, uh, comedy factor's really good, um, and Shazam, uh, the older Shazam, uh, played by, um, Zachary Levi, the, uh, older version of Billy Batson, um, did an amazing job playing the character, um, which is, uh, pretty, uh, amazing, you know, I, I've only seen him in, like, a few other things, um, for the most part, but I was still very impressed with this movie, um, Asher Angel played a good job as, uh, Billy Batson, uh, as the kid, Mark Strong played Dr. Savannah, now, um, well, the way the movie opened up, I didn't really expect, um, but obviously, so, the whole rundown of Shazam, without really giving any spoilers, is there's this old wizard, um, Shazam, played by Digimon Hanzu, maybe I'm not fucking saying that right, but he's the old wizard Shazam, and basically he's weak, and he needs a new champion to be able to keep, what is it, the nine deadly sins, or, was it six or nine deadly sins, or something like that, um, from, like, taking over the world or whatnot. So he tries to find a pure soul that doesn't, uh, that can't be tempted. Um, and Dr. Savannah, uh, is the bad guy, so, well, you, you kind of know who got tempted by the deadly sins. Um, so, the movie basically has to do with this kid who gets these powers is really irresponsible with the powers, um, you know, he kind of just gets him, he's like, dude, I can do anything, and, and whatnot, and, um, you know, he, he, he is, his path to becoming a real superhero has to do a lot with family, and that's what this movie has a lot to do with, it doesn't have, like, a romance, uh, romantic, uh, interest, it's not, like, an end-of-the-world stake, um, 
sort of movie. It's just actually kind of a grounded DC movie. Think of like a Spider-Man state, like Spider-Man Homecoming sort of state um, type of movie, but for DC. That's kind of what this movie was, in my opinion. Not really like an end of the world situation, but, you know, we're talking about kind of gods at this point. Um, for those of you who don't know Shazam, I know a little bit about DC. Like I said, I'm not completely oblivious to everything DC, but, you know, I just, I don't read the comics. Um, at least, like, a lot. I've read a few, but they never were really, like, my thing. Um, even though everybody say comics are all comics, but it's, it's different. Marvel comics has gotten worse over the years, but I remember distinctly the older ones, so that's mainly what I go off of. I can't really bother to read the newer comics. They're just kind of, nah. I, I just, I'm, I don't enjoy the newer versions. I like the older stuff. Um, but basically Shazam is like supposed to be, um, Superman, but obviously with the mentality of a teenager and instead of him having like laser eyes and stuff, he has magic. So that's about the main difference between Superman and Shazam. They're basically though the same person when it comes to strength, when it comes to speed, um, that sort of thing, it's just, you know, they're about on par with each other, <laughs> but Captain Marvel is a kid, so of course, it's like Spider-Man, that, um, naiveness of being a child, um, will hinder how he fights and whatnot, and, and it shows in the movie, too, um, his, uh, childness, even in uh, Shazam's uh, full form. So right now, Shazam on Rotten Tomatoes has a 90%, which is very good. Uh, 71 on Metacritic and a 7.6 IMDb. Now, going to be honest with you, I don't think that this movie is like a... I feel like this movie deserves an 80, not a 90, and not a 70. I feel like this movie's solid. Um, I don't think it's the best thing. I don't think it's 90s, but I don't think it's okay. It's a good movie. It's not great. It's not like anything we haven't ever seen before or just something that blew me away, but it wasn't something that I was like, it's, yeah, you know, it was something that I really liked. Captain Marvel for me is definitely in the 70s, 60s, like, easy. Um, a movie that I would place up in the fucking 90s. I wouldn't even place Spider-Man up in the 90s. I think Spider-Man Homecoming sits perfectly in an 80 or something. You know, it, it's like Shazam to me. I, I feel like it deserves an 80. Favorite character, but doesn't mean I'm going to favor the movie. Um, I, I, like Captain America Civil War. Easily a movie, or, or Wonder Woman. Easily movies they put in the 90s, you know. They did something that we haven't seen before, and they did it pretty well. Civil War, I think the, the thing that they did very well was just have the amount of characters on screen that they did for that airport uh, scene. Um, I know, obviously, in the Avenger team-up movies, they've had all the Avengers together, but we're talking about, like, a wide-scale fight. I mean, with probably, like, what, five people on each team? I mean, if I'm thinking right, you had War Machine, Iron Man, Spider-Man, Black Widow, Black Panther, and Vision. So, yeah, around five or six people per team. <laughs> So, you know, there is that. Um, so, Shazam, um, let's go through uh, the pros about the movie. So, it's got good humor. It's um, definitely lighthearted. It's got a good family movie. Um, and by, when I say family, obviously it's a PG-13 and it's a family-friendly movie. But this movie actually, as a core concept, has a lot to do with family. And, it was a and they did it very well. Um, so, that's good. Um... I think the casting was done very well. 
Um, I even liked the step-parents in the movie. They were pretty good. Um, you know, a lot of good things to come out of the movie. And, you know, for somebody who's trashed on Batman vs. Superman and Justice League a lot, you know, it must be really weird hearing me say a lot of good things about a DC film, but... This movie was really solid. You know, I give DC credit where it's due. Wonder Woman, Aquaman, even though I haven't seen it. The things that I have seen of Aquaman, like the little clips and stuff that I've seen, looks pretty fucking good. Visually and just all-around performances just looks good. Shazam, same thing. Looks good. Um, you know, it's like it's really weird. I, I'm, I gave a Marvel movie a, a 6 out of 10. Being Cap Marvel, and then this is DC, and I'm giving it an, an, like, well, I haven't given you a official score yet, but I said around 80-something, so it'll probably be around there. Um, cons about the movie. Um, the villain, in my opinion, I feel like is too bland. And I feel like with a lot of superhero movies nowadays, the villain is just really bland. I mean, basically, Dr. Savannah was like, oh, I want power. I want to be the next Shazam. So, give me the the power. Literally, that's what his whole motive is. Literally, like, I can understand, like, him, you know, being somebody that was told that he's not good enough and that he's always, like, a nuisance. One. I understand that and where his character comes from in that regard. But, uh, one thing that I gotta say about, um, the character that, that really is just, it's not, it falls flat on its face is they had, they tried to make him very relatable and they did a good job with that for people who feel like misfits in life or for people who don't feel like they belong, which by the way, if, if you feel that way, there are people out there that would love to have your company. So, you know, don't feel like everyone hates you because you know, no, not everyone does. I'm friends with a lot of different people, from some weird people to, you know, just wh who everybody would consider popular uh, in school. So, being someone that, uh, you know, I can understand all, like, the areas of being, like, especially for movies, you know, the really popular kids to, the, like, the really weird ones. Um, I, I, I can read that all in the movies because I'm friends with a whole bunch of different people. And I've been in both scenarios before, being popular and being that really weird kid so i can definitely um put my uh put myself in all the characters shoes um because i'm a lot of different things so when it came to the villain the beginning of the movie started off good making him relatable and whatnot but then once they just made his main plot that i want shazam's power because the wizard shazam just, you know, decided to say I wasn't worthy enough. Like, it just made me, like, so he just wants power. And literally, that is what kind of made me really disappointed with this villain. The fact that he only wanted power. Now, when I look at, like, the Vulture from Spider-Man, which, like I said, I'd give uh, about the same rating as I'd give Shazam. Probably an 8 out of 10. <laughs> Spider-Man's character... um has, I, I guess Spider-Man himself is where I go with a lot of flaws, but the villain in the movie of Spider-Man Homecoming was really good. The Vulture, you know, he was a dad, he was trying, you know, he got, um, he was working on a salvation job after the Battle of New York in, from Avengers 1, and his team got, uh, pretty much fired because Tony Stark's damage control, or the United States, um, damage control came in and take over operations to have all extraterrestrial, um, 
technology and whatnot picked up and brought to, like, secure locations. Um, so he got fired, right? So he was jobless. So he turned to a life of crime. Uh, one of his buddies, the t- a.k.a. the Tinkerer from the comics is what they call him, uh, he... Uh, was working with Adrian, and he took one of the uh, Tatari energy cores, and from that, he started to build, uh, they started to build weapons and sell, and sold weapons on the black market. You know, they killed people, they were dealing with bad people, they were selling weapons of mass destruction to people, which is all bad guy things. And, obviously, he's making money from it, but the reason the Vulture is relatable is because he's not doing it just because he wants to make a shit ton of money, like the Kingpin or something. He's making a lot of money because he's trying to support his family. You know, his his family, his daughter, who ends up being Peter's uh, prom date, uh, or no, excuse me, homecoming date. Sorry, getting mixed up with my own life a little bit. Um, Peter's homecoming date, um... Ends up, you know, he's like, oh, shit. My, the bad guy I'm fighting is her father. And, you know, they, uh, the um, Adrian's family thinks that, you know, he's getting his money legitimately. And what's actually happening is a- Adrian's stealing from these um, damage control trucks uh, all these parts and technology and using them to sell weapons on the black market and is making money to support his family, uh, because without this black market, uh, job, his family would be poor and on the streets, and he doesn't want his, you know, daughter to suffer, and he doesn't want his, uh, wife to suffer, so he turns to a life of crime to be able to pay off the debts and to be able to pay the bills and everything, and that makes him very relatable, because a lot of, uh, People in the United States today, you know, they work their asses off living paycheck to paycheck just to, you know, keep their families, you know, off the streets and have a roof over their head. So somebody like Adrian Toomes as a villain is really relatable. Dr. Savannah in the beginning of the Shazam movie is a villain where, you know, he's, you know, like, oh, he's a misfit, you know, and, and, you know, he's chosen to be uh, Shazam and... Then, you know, you know, Shazam says, uh, nope, you, you know, you, your heart's not pure. You can get corrupted. Sorry. And then he's just like trying to figure out how to get back to, um, how to get back to, um, Shazam's lair lab fucking alternate dimension. I don't know what to call the place, um, to get power. And basically that's why his villain was bland. Now, Shazam, on the other hand, I like better than Spider-Man, to be honest with you, um, movie-wise. Obviously, Spider-Man will forever be my favorite character from the comics, and it's just his movie adaptations, aye, aye, aye. So, let me explain and use Spider-Man Homecoming as yet again another example of why Shazam did something better with the hero. I think, overall, um, they're both about equal movies to me. Shazam and Spider-Man Homecoming. Hopefully Far From Home can make things better. But So Peter Parker is a teenager. Billy Batson is a teenager. Billy Batson has gone through a lot of shit, right? You know, um, his mother pretty much abandoned him. Uh, he got lost, but she knew where he was. And he was like, okay, well, I'm, you know, I'm just going to leave my son to, you know, get adopted and whatnot. He's run from many adoption homes just trying to find his mom. He's a troubled kid. Um... And he obviously ends up in this foster home, and, you know, he is like, well, what the fuck ever, I mean, I'll just run away from this home too, and, you know, it's gonna be whatever. Um, But then he obviously becomes friends um, with uh, one of the kids in the uh, home who, I I don't know exactly what type of disease or something he must have, because he's um, on crutches, 
I, I assume it's a disease of some sort. Uh, my computer's being really slow. I'm trying to figure out because I'm not a DC fan. So I don't know. It's not like I would be like, oh, Marissa Lam uh, Rambeau, like from Captain Marvel. Everybody didn't know what the fuck her name was, but I did because I'm a Marvel fucking nerd. I'm not a DC nerd, so I, of course, have to go back through and check everything. So where is the guy that played his best friend? I would assume that he'd be like one of the top ones here freddie freeman jack dylan grazer okay that's what his name was so jack dylan grazer is freddie freeman um and basically he becomes friends with him and he sees him get bullied and uh billy helps him uh will get rid of his bullies um by using the powers of shazam later on in the movie but then just kind of hitting him with uh, his friend's crutch Hit one of the guys right in the nuts. I'm sorry. Every time you see something like that on screen, it makes me laugh. Um, but yeah, so the reason I guess Shazam is, uh, did better in Spider-Man. So Spider-Man in the comics, uh, as I've mentioned many times over PC Boy Boys podcast, Spider-Man is a very poor person, right? Um, pretty much on the brink of poverty. Um, he goes to school. He has, you know romance problems, you know, with girlfriends and whatnot, he's really smart, he's intelligent, he's got, like, Reed Richards intelligent, he's, like, the smartest person in the whole entire, um, Marvel comics, at least for the heroes, um, and, you know, Spider-Man's considered to be a ge- just a flat-out genius, um, and the problem, uh, with Spider-Man's character, and obviously Spider-Man lost his parents in a plane crash, and then, you know, you had, uh, Uncle Ben get killed by the person that he let go, um, you know, Spider-Man's had a rough life, Billy Batson's had a rough life. Now, here's the difference between the two movies. Spider-Man in Spider-Man Homecoming didn't really have that many consequences, right? Iron Man was basically like, and if you haven't seen Spider-Man Homecoming, spoilers, but if you haven't seen it at this point, it's kind of your fault. Um, it's been a while. I mean, you could pick it up for D de- on just rent it or something. I mean, it's, it's not that much. 15 bucks if you want to buy it on DVD or something. Well, maybe 17 or 18, but point being, um, so Spider-Man, um, he was trying to stop the Vulture and, you know, their illegal, um, weapons deals and whatnot. And Iron Man told him to stay away and he didn't. And then this fairy gets cut in half and then Iron Man's like, you know, if, you know, what happened if somebody died that was on you? And then if you die, that's on me. Um, then it's like, you know what? Uh, I'm going to take the suit back. And then Spider-Man was flipping his shit. He's like, I'm nothing without the suit. And it's like, well, that's a fucking lie. Because in Civil War, he showed footage of you catching a car and doing stuff without this fancy high-tech suit. So, I mean, you know, bullshit. Um, but the problem was with Spider-Man's character is his down moment of the film was losing his suit. There wasn't like a family death. Like, Aunt May didn't die. Or his friend didn't get really badly hurt because of a battle. Literally, by the end of the movie, he gets his suit back. After he goes beyond Tony's back again and actually stops the vulture. If he would have failed, I bet you he would have gotten his ass reamed even more. But no, he actually stopped the vulture, so obviously everything's okay. But my thing is with Spider-Man and Shazam, Shazam did a good job at showing Billy Batson being arrogant with his powers, and at that point, you know, realizing himself what he needed to do to be a hero. And a lot of that, like I said, had to do with family. 
Spider-Man came to realize that he didn't need the suit to be Spider-Man. And then you got one of the... And, and, and this is one of the most iconic um, scenes from comic book history for Spider-Man. He lifted a building off of himself. Right, he got collapsed, like this building collapsed on top of him, and he couldn't lift it up, and he lifted it up. Um, I think in another comic issue, they said it was something else. It wasn't a building in one thing, but it was like a really, really big um, metal-like cube, in a sense. Um, in another comics variation, there's a few different ones uh, from where Spider-Man lifts just either a building off of himself or like this big metal... Uh, I don't know, doohickey, I don't really know what to call it. It doesn't look like anything that I have seen before in my life, so I can't pinpoint exactly what it was. But, Spider-Man, we had that iconic moment where he lifted this whole entire, like, AC unit that would be, like, on top of a building, uh, like, a really, really big one off of him, and a whole bunch of rubble he had to, of concrete and everything he had to lift off of him. Um, and that was Spider-Man's moment of, you know what I need to do, you know, I gotta make things right, and, you know, I can be Spider-Man without the suit, and that is inside me. Um, even though that was an iconic moment, and I liked it, I feel like Spider-Man didn't have the, um, he didn't have, um, enough conflict for his story, because Spider-Man in the comic books always had to deal with bad things from getting bullied to watching family members die, love interests die, or get really badly hurt. And to still continue to be Spider-Man and to push through everything. After all the bad shit he's had happen to him, he has an unrelenting will to keep fighting. Spider-Man in the MCU has yet to face anything, anything that has really put him down. He hasn't seen a family member die. He hasn't seen... Well, besides Uncle Ben, but we weren't there for that. We have, we, uh, he hasn't seen a love interest die or his best friend get really hurt. You know, he hasn't been through this area where he feels responsible for something that happened to his friends. The worst thing that happened, like I said, he got a suit taken away. And the whole point of him building up to being Spider-Man and to figuring out that he can do it himself and that he doesn't need the suit... Is having his suit taken away. That's the part that bothers me. Spider-Man needed something else besides the suit taken away. Because Spider-Man in the comics made his own suit. Made his own suit. It wasn't high tech, but he made his own suit. He got his suit taken away from him. From Tony. And that is what mainly inspired him to, you know, be Spider-Man. It's like, I don't need the suit to be Spider-Man. Where it would be awesome to have seen Spider-Man had to see either maybe his uh, homecoming date, right? get hurt, um, or to see his best friend get hurt or something, and understand that that was his fault, I guess, I, I guess, like, the DC scene, uh, could be considered that, where, like, um, they're going up the Washington, Washington Monument, and then, um, you know, the Tatari Energy Corps explodes, and his, um, homecoming day, aka his crush, almost falls to her death, and he saves her, but at the same time, he still doesn't feel like it was his fault at the end. He kind of just seemed to shrug it off and everything was fine. So, I mean, I don't know what to say. Spider-Man has its pros and cons, but anyways, it's I'm just saying Shazam did some of the things better, I think, with, you know, having to see his family, you know, with Shazam seeing that his family was in danger from Dr. Savannah for pretty much revealing his identity. Um, he actually had a real 
um, crisis and something really to learn from and to know what family means and whatnot. Um, and there's a lot of good things that showed Billy grow throughout the movie from him meeting his mom again, which is a spoiler to him just ultimately figuring out the real meaning of family and what that is like. The movie is great. Like I said, it's not like you're going to go into this movie and see a high stakes movie. Um, it, this, do, this does take place in the DCEU, so it does take place in the same timeline as Batman vs. Superman, Man of Steel, um, Justice League, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, uh, Suicide Squad. It takes place in that universe. Um, but just understand that um, it's a great movie. I recommend everyone go watch it. I really recommend this movie. It's a DC movie, guys. I'm a Marvel fan. Die-hard Marvel fan. Telling you to go watch a DC movie. If that doesn't tell you to go watch it, I don't fucking know what will. But I definitely recommend everyone to go watch Shazam. The movie was good. There's a few point. There's a few things in the movie that are pretty, uh, pretty. I would say iconic for DC fans. Not for me because I'm not a DC fan. I thought they were cool when they happened, but not iconic because, like I said, I'm not a DC fan. But if you're a DC fan. There's a few things in this movie that might make you, like, piss yourself. Um, but yeah, so that's my Shazam review. My final score of Shazam is going to be about an 8.5. I'm going to rate it better than Spider-Man because, you know, even though Spider-Man had a better villain, Shazam had a better story when it came to the main character figuring out his true calling to be a hero and why he was gifted these powers and figuring out what the true meaning of family is and whatnot. Instead of Spider-Man just getting his suit taken away and having everything being okay at the end. Sure, you know, Shazam's, you know, gonna have its own flaws. Um, like I said, the villain is a big flaw. Um, I feel like they took a little too much time with Dr. Savannah in the beginning, but, you know, that's my opinion. Um, but yeah, this movie has so many more pros and cons. Literally, this movie could stand with an MCU film. Um, would I go watch Shazam twice in theaters? No, I have never even gone to watch a Marvel film two times in theaters. I've yet to see one Marvel film that has made me want to go back and watch it twice over. Do I think I'll buy Shazam on DVD? Well, maybe. Um, you know, I definitely go to the movies to watch films, but I'm like I said, I'm not a DC fan. But this movie, I might make an exception to put on my shelf because it was a very good movie. Um, so we'll see. Um, but that is it for my PC Boys movie review. Like I said, I was supposed to do this yesterday, but then things got a lot busier than I expected. And I wasn't going to do this at 1 o'clock in the morning. So, you know, I was like, fuck it. I'll just do it when I get up. So, we have a podcast tomorrow and Friday, I believe. And I'm going to try to get David and Kevin over a call to talk about some stuff. I'm going to try to do some research and find some things to talk about. Um, but I hope you all enjoyed um, this review of Shazam. If I ended up spoiling too much, I'm sorry. But, you know, I get really excited to talk about the movies. Um... I guess I'll just put in the description, there will be spoilers. So, you know, just take it as you will. I didn't tell you how the movie ends. I'm just saying that there are some key points that you have to talk about. Um, 
But yeah, so thank you very much for listening, and I will catch you all in the next one.